0: So podcasting remotely can be challenging, and getting started can be daunting, but it doesn't have to be. Zencaster's all-in-one, web-based solution makes the process quick and painless, the way it should be. And we've been using Zencaster basically from the beginning of this podcast. And if you know us, you know we're obsessed with quality, and Zencaster provides crystal-clear sound and gorgeous HD video. Not to mention it's easy to use, which is a huge bonus for our guests. There's nothing to download, nothing complicated. They just click on the link, and we all start recording. Zencaster is all about making your podcasting experience easy, and with everything from local recording to automatic post-production tools, you don't have to leave your browser to get the episode done. And we want you to have the same easy experience that we do for all of your podcasting and content needs. So if you go to zen.ai slash Rocks and enter the promo code gleeontherocks, You'll get 30% off of your first three months using Zencaster. That's zen.ai slash glee on the rocks. And it's time for you to share your story. You're listening to Glee on the rocks. Hello, welcome to Glee on the Rocks. I'm Emily. I'm Mandy. And I'm B. And this is Season 4, Episode 7, Dynamic Duets.
1: We should have introduced ourselves with superhero alter egos. Oh,
2: shit. You are right. <laughs> oh, I never... Oh, what would I be?
0: Damn it, Mandy.
2: They, no, they had some is... good superhero names in this episode. I was actually <laughs> impressed, question mark? Yeah. They were clever. They,
0: they were actually pretty. They were pretty good. Um, the very brief recap of this episode is: while Finn hopes to unite the warring New Directions by dividing them into pairs to perform duets, the Dalton Academy warblers make their presence felt.
2: <laughs> That's so ominous, isn't it? I I felt that presence though. It was. I, was I
0: touched. touched by the warblers.
1: I <laughs> yes. felt a lot of things.
0: There's a version of this episode where Blaine departs to the Warblers and he stays there, just for me. It's a
1: good universe, yep. Yeah,
0: an alternate there's, reality. There's an alt, an alt universe where Blaine is ensconced with the Warblers, singing mm-hmm. his little jacketed heart away, and I just love it.
1: What's the What's the community quote? Like this is the worst timeline.
0: This is yes. the worst timeline. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. The <laughs> darkest timeline. I think is what the darkest yeah. timeline. Darkest you're timelines. right. You're right. The darkest timeline. We should have. <laughs> we should have remembered that. I'm very sorry yeah. to the. No, it's okay.
2: Podcast I know get, right, there. Right, right when COVID happened, my friend like bought us all masks that said that. This oh, is the worst timeline. smart. <laughs> it was very relevant. Um,
0: yes, this episode opens with uh Blaine leading these secret superhero society club, something like that, um, with his fucking little nightbird, the nocturnal Avenger outfit. Um, and they are there to fight injustice in the halls of McKinley, which I would like to say they did not do very well in the last episode with Marley being bullied into bulimia and another eating disorder by Kitty. So they are Wait, not fighting that injustices.
2: Jake Jake gets bullied like six times in this episode yeah they didn't do shit about it okay they did at the very end at the very end the very very
0: end but it does look like these fuckers are sitting around with an ongoing club not fighting injustices among their own ranks or their own glee club family members so they're
2: terrible at their jobs just an, excuse, just an excuse to wear spandex is all I'm hearing. It is.
1: They spent, they spent too much time on wardrobe. <laughs> they didn't actually keep up with anything going on at school. They had yes. perfect habits.
0: Yes, we have Asian Persuasion, uh, Blonde Chameleon, Sweet and Spicy, The Human Brain, uh, who tarantula am I missing? Head? Oh, yes, Tarantula Head, which is maybe one of the weaker yeah. superhero names. Um, are we missing? Who are you missing? Because we don't get Kitty and Marley until the end, so they're they're not um, there yet. Artie, of course, he's um Doctor Y. Yes, <laughs> Doctor Y. Uh huh.
2: And then yeah. what is Becky's um name? Something about Queen a bee? B. Queen yeah. B. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah uh,
0: Ryder and Jake She's both called himself Mega Stud.
2: <laughs> that was one of my favorite lines. And Artie was like, "Isn't MS a degenerative disease?" <laughs> Mm-hmm. Um, and then of course Bla- uh beast sorry slip of the tongue oh beast was beastmaster beastmaster bm as in perfect cow. yep Bowel <laughs> <Foul> movement <laughs> so. yeah
1: i mean beast had my favorite ex- explanation of it though by yes. saying she was from planet testosterone i loved that <laughs> i <It laughs> loved it good. yeah
2: yeah yeah um, I would say her superpowers were one of the most aligned with like her actual character and mm-hmm. Sam, weirdly enough, because he's like superpower was impressions. <laughs> yes,
0: <laughs> this is a version of Sam that I really kind of love. Oh, I loved the Blaine Sam yeah. friendship in this yeah.
2: episode. It was
0: really good. I I'm reticent to give Blaine and Sam the time of day because there's a lot of their storyline that I I don't like. Yes, but in the spirit of coming at this with a fresh perspective. And the Klain goggles in the drawer, I I like I love them in this episode. Same. This is what I want from from. I'm not going to say it from Blaine and Sam.
2: Blaine, ref- no, no, I refuse.
0: Hand. Oh, that made me so angry. Though we'll talk about that. That made me- I was mad about that, and we can talk about why when it comes to it. But um, I refuse to call them by a ship name. <laughs> this is the. Blaine and Sam that I love. This like friendship of two himbos. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like, Cause Blaine has now become he is, he is, I think season four and five are when Blaine really starts to lose dapper Blaine, Dalton Blaine vibes, mm-hmm. which is my preferred Blaine and will always be my preferred Blaine, but I think we can't argue that he's still that character when the later seasons come like he he definitely becomes more of a toddler yes (laughs) he loses a lot of those things that we i don't know me that i liked about him in the first seasons of this mysterious is not quite the right word but a little more reserved um older a little bit wiser had words of wisdom to people and now that that is clearly not who blaine is anymore and that is the writer's fault um but he does he does vibe with sam quite well in this episode
1: i do think that there is a way that they could have done kind of like a devolving of blaine's character in a way that fit like he went Mm -hmm. from mature beyond his years. Given mm-hmm. how old we're supposed to think he is, to like actually living real life shit and going, wait, I don't know anything. Mm-hmm. Help me, please. But instead, they just pretended like all Blaine didn't exist. Yeah, yeah. And this, like, this episode, like this season, is kind of the start of that. It is.
0: Yeah, it's the it's the we're now seeing the backslide of Blaine into a toddler himbo <laughs> diva toddler himbo i'm not quite sure we'll find him a lot of things isn't he yeah he is a lot of things blaine does become someone who serves the plot with his character rather than a character in of himself which is never a good place to be as a character character first then plot not the other way around personally But but it's glee Um, but it's so. glee that's just par for the course Yes. Um, so the plot in this episode revolves around the fact that someone has stolen the national trophy from uh, I guess a locked cabinet in the choir room and has left behind a laptop with a ransom note and you know who leaves behind laptops <laughs> rich people <laughs> yes. I love that line so much yeah. someone rich Someone <laughs> no rich. It is cute um, I love the pixelated face, even though he's clearly wearing a Warbler's jacket.
2: You he can tell he's from Dalton.
0: Yeah. Um, and they are calling them out for winning sectionals undeservedly, so it's on. They got to the Glee Club has to go retrieve their their nationals trophy. And,
1: oh, who are they going to send
0: to do it? Obviously, Blaine.
2: Well, Blaine sends himself. Let's get it right. He, he's, like, he's like, he's like, Finn. You didn't even notice the trophy was missing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Which I'm like, I Finn had a lot of other stuff going on. Just yeah. to say, <laughs> he did. <laughs> this uh, he had some he had some
0: shit happening. This does give us the opportunity to watch Blaine come down the staircase yet again. Uh, this time, it is Sebastian waiting for him at the bottom. Hmm, I and think. You- that scene was only for like six people watching
2: um they <laughs> like, yes well sebastian immediately is like i don't do that stuff anymore mm-hmm. i'm a good person now um and which makes me like even more sure that sebastian was supposed to be blaine's like mid-game but oh Grant Gustin had to go and you know become the flash um, yes um Extra funny about this episode because so many, like, yes, cast members went on to be superheroes. It's crazy. Yeah, it is.
0: <laughs> I love how, yeah, it's insane how many references there are to what so many of them will do in the future. Yeah, uh, and good for them. Yes, it is a damn shame for those of us who would have loved a mid game Blaine Sebastian.
1: It would have been so good. I'm not even someone who wanted them together at all, but absolutely would have preferred that to the lighthouse.
2: Yes. Mm -hmm. Who we get meet in this episode. And also Karofsky. Oh my god, I forgot there was that extra lighthouse scene. I was like, why? Mm -hmm. (laughs) I know. Three episodes later. It makes emotional
0: sense. It makes plot sense for it to be Sebastian. Yeah. Kurt's missing. Right sebastian's always had a thing for blaine anyway
1: yeah if they could get grant back for this episode i feel like they could have still made it sebastian and just Mm -hmm. not shown grant that often true yeah, because we only see eli see like from the you know shoulders down blurry in the background
2: once. yeah i mean exactly
0: they could have just had grant do adr and shown someone else's body for this scene anyway
2: or like have it like be FaceTime
0: or something, you know? Yes, absolutely. He could have done that from Vancouver. That's easy. You know, Sebastian just gets the flash haircut. It's fine. Could have made this I work.
1: Mean, yeah, I love that haircut on Grant. So I know. Me too. Sort of, yes. Yeah.
0: You could have made this work, Glee. You could have made this so much better for everyone.
1: But we do instead of that get to meet. I don't want to say he's my personal favorite warbler, but I think he may be. Mm, Hunter mm -hmm. Clarington.
0: I'm Hunter Clarington. I'm the new captain of the warblers, and I'm not even remotely bi-curious.
2: Yes. (laughs) And his cat. Yes. He is so fucking funny. I love him so much. (laughs) He's such a caricature, like even beyond what Sebastian was, and I (laughs) love it.
0: He's Hunter Clarington, and he's not even remotely bicurious.
2: curious <laughs> Just lets us know up front. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, he's like,
1: this is Glee doing humor in a very good way. Yep. Because, like, he doesn't even have to make a joke. Like, everything he says is like, you get it. It's like, you get yeah. why
0: it's funny. This entire scene from, like, the moment Blaine comes down the staircase to the end is, like, Glee perfection for me.
1: It is. Yes. yeah.
0: That- The dialogue just hits this tone of like uh, bizarre nonsense of, you know, they're using the trophy as bait to get Blaine to rejoin the Warblers rather than just having Sebastian call him up and say, hey, I hear you're unhappy. Do you want to come rejoin the Warblers?
2: it's such a great homage to like comic books because it's like they're the villains who like do the absolute most when they don't need to yeah you're absolutely don't need to at all it have been way more chill than that and like all the former warblers like return who were all like blaine's friends you know they're all friends yeah it could have just been like hey blaine we miss you come hang out but instead they like stole the trophy and like baited him put the blazer on him the dramatic music was just killing me i died it was so good
0: (laughs) it's all framed very like up close and dramatic Into these like sharp angles and like
2: like, cuts back and forth. Yeah,
0: I hear they call you Blaine Warbler. Like, yeah, you're right, they do. And then, like, present the blazer as if it's like this deep, esoteric choice. Mm -hmm. It's amazing. The song choice, perfection. Kelly Clarkson's dark side, I love it.
2: It was perfect for the episode, for the plot, the callback. Yes,
0: Sebastian saying what I tell you, flawless love
1: it and the jumping on furniture jumping on furniture
2: it was the old like warblers choreography Mm -hmm. i was like and
1: it it just made me really happy to watch like seeing the background warblers like they got you know this you know but yeah and like trent and and i don't know i felt like i was watching like something really happy nostalgic
2: Yep. Mm mm-hmm Especially when Blaine's like, I didn't come here to sing a song. And then 10 seconds yeah. later,
1: yeah. He's singing sing a song. <laughs> it's such a good song. And Darren killed it. And yes. I love that scene so much.
2: Yep.
0: Keep I mean, it. Like, it's already yours. Like, the dialogue. Where's yes. the? Where's this dialogue in the rest of the show? Yeah. I felt like whoever wrote this scene actually likes the show.
1: Who did write this episode?
0: Um... Yeah, we didn't actually say. Uh, the credited oh, the credited writer and director is Ian Brennan.
1: Okay. Okay. I mean, I'll give him that. It's it's good.
0: Yeah, you know what, Ian, you got this one. You got this scene. Yeah. Congrats. Now, maybe someone else in the writers' room wrote this yeah. scene, but good job leaving it in.
2: That was good. I think I I think I usually like Ian's writing. I don't know if that's true or not. We can I do uh, a.
0: We can do the the woman who does all of the charts, the TV charts, and have her Mm -hmm. do like a deep dive plotting of every Glee episode by writer and then see which ones we like the best. That
1: would actually be really interesting. Yeah.
0: It'll be a deep dive. Um, So yeah. So Blee. So Blee. Blee.
2: (laughs) It is Blee. (laughs) That was going to be my little. And that's what I thought. That was very Freudian. It's such a blee episode.
0: It is a Blee episode. Sorry to all the the Blaine haters. This is for us. Um, so if yes, Blaine, Blaine has listen
2: to our podcast. How? Uh, just
0: how? I don't get it. State Yes, maybe. <laughs> no shame. Just saying. If that's your thing, that's how. That's the way to get it. Um, but he does. So Blaine does have quite a lot to think about, having been given be blazed. Um, and having a having gotten a song with his bros, and now has to return to McKinley with lots to think about.
1: And that's where the episode started going badly. <laughs> <laughs> yes, should have just stayed.
0: I know, but um, we
1: do get really good music in this episode. So
0: there's amazing music in this episode. Yeah, um, for the so for the Glee Club, Finn still leading the charge here welcomes Ryder and kitty to the fold even though kitty sucks yeah uh as a person um sectionals is next week <laughs> and they don't have a song i
1: mean i'm just imagining finn being like well when mr Shu was in charge we never knew what we were doing <laughs> yeah exactly so i guess this is just how it works well yeah has
2: been had a plan was it a good plan no but he's like oh the theme is foreigner so we're gonna sing foreigner songs in foreign yeah. languages and i'm like okay well that's something it's not it's good, something but it's something which is more than Shu had most of the time yeah he was trying we're but... doing two weeks in advance too it's not the week of impressive yeah.
1: I mean Shu basically just had like a teenager sweatshop happening in the hotel rooms while they had to write
2: their own <laughs> Absolutely. hmm
0: Luckily his second idea was better, and that is dynamic duets, because yet again the Glee Club aren't a team. They're warring. Um Writer, almost like they're
1: high school students
0: almost like they're high school students and almost like the glee club has to be at odds with each other a couple of times every season to create tension and plot
2: and then they have to pull it together so I gotta, they can win pull it yeah. um,
0: so uh, Finn pairs off the competition or at least people who seem to be warring with each other so Kitty and Marley get paired up, Jake and Ryder get paired up um, I'm assuming other people do as well, but yet again, in true Glee Club fashion, we don't care about them. Right. What did we think of Jake and Ryder singing Superman?
2: Um, my first impression was I didn't like the song choice. I wish they had done Kryptonite by Three Doors Down. I feel mm-hmm. like it would have been same same like purpose, but like way better vibe. I don't know. Mm-hmm. The song just didn't do it for me because mm-hmm. I don't think their voices. Are bad together like i no. really like you know when spoiler they sing later in the wrap-up song mm-hmm. at the end they sound really good but just that song choice was not my favorite yeah personally
0: agreed but they do no. end up brawling so that they was funny
2: in spandex yes yeah i i wrote down it's a fight in tights fight <laughs> <laughs> is that our
0: episode title A fight and tights that's i love it <laughs> because that was yeah this whole episode <laughs>
1: I mean, I'm gonna say that, or we just go with the darkest timeline.
2: Yes, both. <laughs> Pride and titans is a little more relevant, though. One's the title, one's the description. Done. <laughs> I love it. That's not enough SEO. <laughs> yeah, well, you can add some other stuff. It's fine. Okay. Um, you know, just a, just a thought. Um, but I do think the whole the whole Jake um writer. I always forget what his character name is. The whole Jake Ryder rivalry is it just about marley i feel like that's like the whole thing i feel like there should have been more about like um the male lead and the glee club or like i dance better than you i don't know something like it was literally just fighting over a girl and then it became like a masculine anything i don't know i feel like there could have been a little more meat and potatoes there and then they just both wanted to be mega stud i'm like you could be literally anything um yeah, it's it seems to be about Marley because Boring.
0: Jake's not on the football team. They're not competing over solos yet. Um, they were competing over the lead in Greece, but they had just met, right? Um, I guess they're being set up as like the the Finn uh, puck. Mm. Oh, you know, competing over point oh mm-hmm. Quinn. Mm -hmm. I mean, they even fucking uh, Jake even calls Puck, which I did not need and totally forgot this happened.
2: God, it was so unnecessary. It
0: was very unnecessary other than, I guess, to pay the actor. But they he has that call and he's like, what do you do if your friend, you know, they had this whole conversation that was just 100 percent describing the Finn Quinn Puck situation. right? And I was like, "You didn't. You didn't actually need to tell and don't show. Like I can see. I I actually see what this 2.0 blob is. You didn't need to. You didn't need to tell me. <laughs> I could. I already knew. Yeah. Um. I mean, Puck's advice was not bad for once. You know, just to hang back but and I still wait. Could have done without it. But yeah. I didn't need it.
1: Like, like you if it can was bound just... to paying me, actor. I mean they should have just cut him free
2: yep i think he's still a series regular in this season is part of the problem we yeah we
1: lost diana but Mm. got to keep him really
2: i know i know right
1: and i know like obviously hindsight but it still makes me like it it throws me out of the moment
2: oh yeah it's Mm -hmm. cringy. oh there's no new york in this episode there is I no New York read, in this episode. Mm-hmm. No New I hate
1: York to say it, but like the episodes I've liked best are the ones with no New York.
2: Mm. Mm-hmm. I, think I think New it, York is very underdeveloped right now. Yeah. Yes. It's also not fun.
0: Yeah. Like mm-hmm.
1: inherently, like 19, 20 year olds struggling is not going to be nearly as funny as like high schoolers where the stakes are pretty low. Right. Right. Yes. But it's it's still just kind of like heavy
2: well they don't really have any funny characters really either even when they add santana it's like everybody's just like snarky funny like just like mean to each other funny Mm -hmm. that's like kurt rachel and santana that's their like thing and cassie i don't know so really it's just all vogue.com's the only like bright spot in new york we knew this
0: yeah (laughs) yeah It's true, though. I mean, there were always going to not to take this hard divergent from this episode, but there were always going to be issues with the split focus of season four between New York and uh, Lima. But I don't know that they realized the character archetypes that they had that they were pulling Mm -hmm. apart where Mm -hmm. they've stuck. Two of their most a type high strung uh combative characters and pulled them and then put them to live together away from the characters who balance them out.
1: Yeah, there's in no Lima. And they don't They don't introduce side characters in New York that could balance them either. Mm-mm. They go straight for like, well, love interest with Rachel and like combative teacher. And Mm we, I mean, the Vogue scenes are great, but we don't get enough of that. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: We get the, what, the next episode?
2: I hope so. There's some good
1: stuff, but. Mm
0: -hmm. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah. But not too much after that.
0: Yeah. It's just the, the character balance is way off in New York and you're right. It's not fun for the most part.
2: I feel like they also don't have a comedy. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) is it no no um well i feel like they also don't have enough new characters in new york that can balance that out either because it's like you got brody and cassie Mm -hmm. and isabel and that's it and like yeah Yeah. just not just not bringing the levity or the 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 comedy Mm -hmm. really Mm Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, and then they were, I think, struggling to figure out storylines that were either going to continue to take those main glee characters of Kurt and Rachel further and further away from the bulk of the characters in Lima, or continue to have storylines that tied them back to Lima. So one is forward momentum and growth, and one is nostalgia of Lima. You're like, well, they're not, you can do one or the other, but you can't have both.
1: Can you imagine just for a second if they'd had the um, formula in place that like the I don't know what the shows are like the nine one one shows or the like the Chicago Fire Chicago Med oh. so if they had like concurrent shows one New York yeah. one uh, with cast that
0: mm-hmm. could like
1: jump back and forth a little
0: that would have be been cool yes yeah it would have been Glee colon yeah new york
1: like that 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 would have been been really interesting to watch and they could have like with two separate shows with separate settings done a little more adult things on new york if they wanted Mm -hmm. yeah
0: yeah because then you're not cross you're not trying to have an a and a b storyline where half of your characters are in college and then half of your characters are in high school even if they're on the same network that's still yeah, you can. You can. The tone can be a little different because you're it's a completely different.
2: Yeah. You're so right, right Mandy. Ugh. I wish you're so right.
0: Yeah, I mean, there's 900 CSIs, but they're all crossing yeah. characters. And yeah, nine one one, nine one one, Lone Star, um, Chicago Fire, PD, uh, Chicago yeah, Lifeguard, Chicago Parks and Rec, Chicago. Know. Yeah. I'd watch Chicago Lifeguard. That'd be kind of funny.
1: That would be. Instead, <laughs> we get, you know, we <laughs> jamming two shows together that didn't really fit.
0: Yeah. You cracked it. We oh, just really? solved it. I mean, it's like six years too late, but
2: you did just solve yeah. it.
1: Well, there were talks <laughs> of... Everything counts.
2: There were talks of a spinoff back then, right? Like, it was, like, an idea, and it just didn't Yeah, yeah. out. Yeah. Well, I, I think know. it was people talking about it, but I don't know that there was ever serious... Yeah network I for sure i saw that like ryan murphy teased a spinoff oh sure yes he I i'm mean, sure he didn't hold water yeah I know. um he talked a lot of talk back then for yeah sure but oh, you yeah know, i do think it came from mm-hmm. i was gonna say legitimate news sources mm, put legitimate yeah, in air quotes yeah. um but you know some people magazine type thing so i do think it was like out there as an option but maybe they just didn't think they had Hmm, The staying power. Do what do you guys think? Like they could they didn't think people would watch both, or they didn't have enough characters for both. They definitely had enough characters for both. They of split well, the shit.
0: Well, in twenty twelve, Kevin Riley, who was the head of Fox, um, mm-hmm. officially declared the Glee spinoff dead. Mm. He said there will not be a Glee spinoff during a Television Credits Association Winter Press Tour, but this was. This was back in season three. So this was when the characters were graduating. So this was before... Well, see, that's what I thought.
2: They, were, they mm-hmm. were, but when it came to season four, they were trying to decide, do we split between Lima and New York or do we have two different shows?
0: Yeah, so this was also, okay. So at the same time, man, see, this was when Glee actually had a shit ton of news coming out all at the same time. Because mm-hmm. at that time, fucking... Ryan Murphy at one point told the Hollywood Reporter or one of those outlets that um, um, Leah, Chris, and Corey were not returning for season four. Yes, like I just that they that. were not returning. Was that maybe at like a Comic Con? That might I have remember, been at a Comic Con. Fandom chaos. It was fandom chaos. And then, oh no, okay, he no. Ryan Murphy told that to a news outlet. I want to say the Hollywood Reporter. And then one of the other dudes Brad or Ian had to tell people at Comic-Con like 3 days later that they weren't done with the show or something like that that they were coming not that they were coming back but that they weren't done with the show mm-hmm. and then one of them were started talking about a New York set spin-off that revolved around Kurt and uh um oh my god Rachel but i mean that was the creators talking we'd have to go like pull up these um Articles because it's this was like 2011 and 12 and now it's 2022, and my brain only holds so yeah. much after 10 years. Um, but I think this was a lot of the creators talking out their ass at this point, or maybe this was like conversations that were had with execs in uh, like studio execs that maybe they should have kept closer to the vest. Rather than talking to the Hollywood reporter about because shows come and go all the time before ever making it to a script. And I don't know how far a spinoff actually ever got outside of their brains. Mm. Does that make sense? Like, okay. I don't know if I, from these articles, like I could never really tell if a. Spinoff ever made it beyond Ryan, Ian, and and Brad's like conceptualization, and if the network was ever like, yes, let's do it, or if the network was like, mm, that sounds like more money, <laughs> right? Yeah. gotcha. Um, but
1: it still would have been if it done still the right
0: way. You're right, though. It still would have been better if it was Glee: Cole in New York or glee and nyata well no because that would calling it nyata would have pigeonholed you into staying in nyata
1: but see, if they had done new york that also would have been a much more natural in for the next wave of graduating seniors like mm-hmm. already at film school or mm-hmm. you know, blaine
2: yeah doing something else which they do know. <laughs> you know that is season mm-hmm. Yeah, they do, D, but like, is, like all these, like too many of them in New York, so yeah, they just yeah. like, swing the other direction. Yeah,
1: they just have like no story. I, I mean, I remember that already made it to New York, but really, all I remember is like an STD and nothing else.
2: Oh
0: my God, that's right, the STD. <gasps> the
2: S- that is the <gasps> only thing whole, I remember about already being in New York. Well, there was a the whole right. thing about Sam Sadie's like not having sex or something. There was, and then the bird, yes. the bird, blame yeah. thing. I don't even remember the oh context. My God, bird, it, like turned on by birds. That was the <laughs> whole i also there, remember uh, blaine
0: um i remember blaine getting fat and being super annoyed with that shit yes the cronuts it was so stupid the cronuts yeah anytime a skinny character gets fat i'm just like you need to shut From your mouth One episode exactly yep. like it's so mm-hmm. stupid yep darren chris weighs about a buck five like He's
2: literally sopping wet
0: yeah
1: he is tiniest fuck dude to
0: quote him mm-hmm. exactly and <laughs> Um, yes. Yeah, so you're absolutely right. Having um a second complete series would have been um much more realistic and allowed the storylines to progress without having to like cut each other off and be tied to just things that just weren't relevant anymore. So
1: we can just hope that in 5 years when we inevitably get a gritty glee reboot, they go that route. <sighs>
2: <laughs> I don't People want to constantly, constantly talk about the Glee Boot. Yes. Like, there's a lot of buzz. I know,
0: but the Glee Boot without the original cast is not what anyone actually wants, and that's what they're going to get, and they're going to hate it.
2: There's too much I... in the original cast that's problematic. Most of them don't need to come back.
1: See, I feel like yeah. they're going to pull a Gossip Girl reboot because I... do either of you watch that?
2: No. No. Nope. Tell us. What they so do? the
1: Gossip Girl reboot is just set at the same school, like, 10 years later.
2: So yeah. it's a
1: group of students that all know who the previous cast were because they're, like, oh, okay. alumni at the school. And it mm-hmm. can, like, they can pop in now and then because they're still in the same city and everything, but.
0: Okay, that makes but sense. But a fresh cast. Okay, okay. I'm I mean, not I... saying
1: I would like it. I'm just saying I bet that's how they do it
0: i get it i just that opens the door for kurt and blaine yeah. to be divorced and i'm not oh, ready for yeah. well, that because <laughs> you know
1: hopefully darren is done bleeping ryan's bleep <laughs> 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 no, we not? Oh, and god, we goodness. know chris <laughs> is not going to touch Lee again
2: <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> I did not expect you to say that. That just slayed me. <laughs> no, it stays. Yeah, I
1: don't. I don't think we have to worry about either of them <laughs> wanting to come back. So it can just be happy off-screen.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's definitely not a show anyone who liked Glee originally is going to watch.
1: No, because they're absolutely going to have a carton-blank kid. Like... Oh, pff, that's right. <laughs>
0: Shit, what? Claim's toddler is <laughs> McKinley.
1: <laughs> no, see if freshman claim. If we give it, like, oh, five right. more yeah. years. When did the first Gossip Girl air? So, it originally, oh god, it originally started, it started in 2007, and it already has a <laughs> reboot.
0: Yeah. yeah. I don't like being this old. Actually, I don't mind, it's fine. Well, we'll be on the lookout for the Glee boot
2: yeah.
0: coming to you, 2031. The Gleequel. <laughs> no. No, Mandy, shut up. You're gonna manifest it into
2: reality. You know what I think they should do is a prequel where it's like when um when <laughs> when Shu was in the Glee Club as a high school student. Oh my god. And <laughs> what's her face that's on the plaque is the um director. Cause they look just in this episode finn was like looking at the plaque like oh god i gotta live up to this legacy of like running this glee club and it's like what legacy why does she have a plaque what did she do that was so amazing mm-hmm, mm-hmm. What did she like who 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 was the dynamic i i just and it was said in what like the 80s or something was when he yeah like the early 90s was when he was in the glee club i think that would be so fun
0: See yeah timely
2: yeah. all that fashion is back i think that would be hilarious Maybe, I could, t- I would, I could dads are in it too for funsies. Oh, I don't know. You could, and then, then you could have, yeah, then you could
0: just get a bunch of like fun cameos of yeah. new guest stars.
2: I think that'd be fun. Okay. That would be fun. So that's, that's, um, the pre, <laughs> I was trying to say it pre-gleeful, pre-gleeful, glee-pearl, purple. Anyways, yeah. So that's, Make it what, happen. I, that's what I want um we we were talking about Jake and Ryder and the ending of their kind of storyline is that Finn makes them be vulnerable with each other which I appreciated um yeah because I I don't even think Shu would be so um insightful like he'd probably be like stop fighting you know or punch each other with like gloves on or something (laughs) he'd have them like get in a boxing ring instead Finn's like Shut the fuck up. Write down your biggest insecurity and share it with each other. And then mm. you'll, you'll both have dirt on each other. It'll be fine. Um, yeah. And I thought it was actually Mutual really destruction. Exactly. I thought it was actually a really nice scene, especially between two guys who haven't had a lot of heart really to their storyline yet. It's been kind of mm-hmm. like, um, very superficial, like their characterization. I think it was one of my favorite moments of the, the newbies this season. Um, where like Jake shares the note. um, But then he says out loud, like he struggles with being half black, half white, half Jewish. um, And they kind of cut to a whole bullying sequence, which you don't really see before so much before this episode. Um, And Jake has always seemed very cool, very untouchable, very like bad boy. Mm -hmm. Like it was kind of shocking to see that. And then Ryder shares that he actually can't read the note that he's not Mm-hmm. That was crazy. Glee um, already did the dyslexia storyline. I know they forgot, but it's fine. Yep. Um, yep, I did think that was a really vulnerable moment, and um, J- uh, Jake Blenner was out there fighting for his life, <laughs> acting in that scene. <laughs> Jake, I literally wrote down Jake yeah. Blenner. I do it every time.
1: You know what? For him, that's fine.
2: <laughs> I know he was like, "Oh my God, this nah. is really good for him. Good for him." Yep. (laughs) I honestly can't keep his name straight. No, same. But they spent my only complaint was they spent so much time on that scene where he's getting tested for dyslexia and that was like so long. (laughs) Like, was it supposed to be funny? It wasn't funny.
0: I just felt bad. I mean, maybe maybe it was an attempt to gain some sympathy and some empathy for him. Or like raise awareness. Raise awareness, yeah, about, you know, your family member, too, may be exhibiting the signs of dyslexia, maybe? I, that Speaking seems of, like a lot but for... But yeah. Yeah.
1: Again, they had a whole other character with dyslexia. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. In the cast, in the yeah. episode.
2: <laughs> yeah. I think they straight up forgot, because... I think
0: they did, too.
2: He was like, I'm going to work with a special teacher, and I'm going to get all these interventions. And I was like, did Sam get that? Nope i don't think so sucks to be sam sucks to be sam <laughs> sam's poor though so he, he doesn't have do sex work as a 16 year old that's <laughs> she all he got says, it's right. just, it's bullshit oh that's right i
0: forgot about that too
2: <laughs> i won't let you don't worry <laughs>
0: <laughs> how is sam doing has anyone checked on him and his uh his family
2: like i know well sam in this episode too good for this earth checks in on blaine where no one else I know. has been yeah. We finally, no one gives a shit like, about Blaine. I know. He's like wrapped in his little nightbird burrito. Yeah, his little nightbird cape. I know. Oh, was like, so sad cute. as fuck. Yeah. Sam's the first person who's finally like, hey dude, what's going on? Snap out of yep. it.
1: So do we think, I can't remember if this is mentioned in the episode or not, but do we think Sebastian even knows that Blaine is single now?
2: Oh. Ooh. Probably not, huh?
0: I mean, like fan fanon or canon
1: either one i mean they they obviously know that kurt is no longer at mckinley
0: but
2: the, the fact I, that sebastian didn't blatantly flirt with yeah. him is big character development on his part i guess mm-hmm. <laughs> no you're right though because i mean blaine would be the type uh, yeah. to like subtweet about it or like put something on his instagram yeah. story Mm-hmm. canon probably
0: like canon we don't see Blaine and Sebastian talking much but uh, in my heart they text and talk quite frequently so yes he would know that Blaine is single (laughs) but that's for me
1: would have been a really nice opportunity to have two canonically gay characters Uh develop a friendship sorry Emily plug your ears that's not about them fucking how
0: dare you (laughs) it's true i mean yes you are completely right
1: yes because like at no point in the show do we get same gender gay characters Mm -hmm. that are just friends Mm -hmm. right like
0: no that's very true
2: um kurt and um what's his face in new york elliot for like a second elliot yes
0: okay yeah for
2: like a second so i don't even think it counts honestly Yeah, I don't think
0: guest stars count.
2: No, I agree. No, you're right. It would
0: have been, it pains me to say, but yes, it would have been um, another important kind of relationship to have on the show that not all um, attractions develop into romantic or sexual relationships and that not. Yeah, it would have been Mm -hmm. good to see.
2: I feel like, also, like, Sebastian's, like, all, I turned over a new leaf, you know? Like, yeah. it would have been mm-hmm. nice to see more conversations from, like, this Sebastian. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I also do- also
1: think that, like, jumping forward a bit, there would have been plenty of room to have Karofsky be that kind of friend but... to be there for blame without True. the way it went. Yeah.
0: Yes. Well,
2: because the last time we see Karofsky, <sighs> yeah. it's like, he's gonna get his happy ending off screen. hmm and yeah. we won't see him ever again. And then we do see him again, things. and it's like, oh, God yeah,
0: damn it. Yeah. I think some of that, some of this is probably a failure of scheduling. Like, mm-hmm. why build up more with Sebastian if Grant is going to be deeply indebted to the Flash?
1: That's true, but... Part of but me it is sucks. is, like, really, if you're going to be shitty in so many other ways with guest stars, why couldn't have you have given us this? I because, know. Like, lots of times they seem to form good connections with guest stars, and then we just never see them again. I
0: know. They pick some great actors for guest now, appearances, and they're like, look, look at this thing that I really like. Can I have more of it? And they're like, absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> have the blob 2.0 instead. Like, but I... <laughs>
1: But they, I want this
2: are, other thing.
1: They are literally, Sue, so bringing us a puppy for us to love yes. and then punch us in the face.
2: That's exactly right. Yeah.
0: Here's this developing relationship that could in, could turn into a fruitful friendship of supportive male. Like, no, you can't have that. Like, oh.
2: But they're pretty.
1: How about instead, Blaine has a crush on a straight guy?
2: No. Well, in this episode, he doesn't have one yet. So I'm holding on to that. I'm holding on to that. This is the the brief moment in time where I was like, oh my God, this is everything. Blaine is finding identity outside of Kurt. He's building connections to people that are like real friendships, not just in the Warblers where it was like all about what Blaine could do for other people. Mm -hmm. and. Like, wow, look at this character development. And then they shot that to fucking hell. But in this episode, (laughs) I was happy. Because I do think that the conversation between Blaine and Sam in the hallway was so necessary to move forward in this season. Um, And it really, like, we hadn't seen enough of Blaine in the past couple episodes unlike his, you know what I mean? Like, he was just kind of spinning his wheels, like, just beating himself up. Like, not really processing or thinking or moving so i think that like that was very necessary and i think it was handled well as well as it could have been so i was happy
0: i mean they could have taken a couple minutes from those um from writer learning that he has dyslexia and putting it into this conversation but also true um we didn't need that entire montage of from writer but you know this this was Sam being a great-ass friend, um, and I really liked it. It is the beginning of the ship portmanteau that I will not say.
1: Do we want to, oh wait, are we missing anything? The song back? is
0: amazing, though. We've
1: Yeah, we've... I was gonna say, the song is really good.
0: I love this song before, and I think it's a great cover. Um,
2: Yeah. You're talking about We, did... we Could Be Heroes?
0: Yeah. 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 It's a fantastic cover. We did skip um Marley and Kitty doing holding up for a hero.
2: Oh, don't you worry. I was going to bring that up because okay. that was by far my favorite song in the episode. What? The performance was amazing. I'm also a lesbian, so I don't know if that played in, <laughs> but it was really good. And it Marley might have had something to do with it. Might have had something to do with it. Um Marley like hit the supergirl pose and I was like, ah! "She did. I lost my shit." Um so I cute. I just chose not to internalize kitty being a horrible person as usual <sighs> um uh, their performance okay. was so good
0: the like dr jekyll mr hyde situation happening with kitty in this yeah. scene was like crazy of her um so so marley doesn't want to do the duet because she doesn't want to wear a skin tie costume but that is because kitty has made her feel like she's fat even though she's a size negative double zero double (laughs) zero tall conventionally attractive we don't need to go into the maintenance phase of what she looks like (laughs) like we all know what marley looks like um kitty is still telling her to i can't even repeat her like uh, ways of describing telling herself how to throw up like her her um dialogue around that is is not funny but it's horrifying horrifying. it's (laughs) horrifying but like it that's glee trying to be funny in a way that does not work
2: yes they're playing it for laughs but it's just like uh, Uh, outrageously descriptive yes um
0: so kitty is at once telling her she needs she should continue to to purge and then turns around when marley puts the costume on and tells her she's super hot and looks amazing to reinforce that the purging is working. Yes. And it's just like, it can, uh, so much is happening here. And it's like, I know in high school, your brain is so unformed and there's so much reinforcement that you need from friends and family and even your enemies, and I just want Marley to, like, talk to somebody else in her life Mm -hmm. and learn, like, Kitty is not your fucking friend.
1: Literally anyone. Tina. Tina is right there. Have a conversation with Tina.
0: Anybody else. Just talk to anybody else. But, like, I wish it would click for Marley that Kitty telling her that she suddenly looks hot and not fat is a major red flag. Yeah, yeah. Because she spent the last three episodes telling Marley that she kind of like is she's gonna start to look really fat because that's in her jeans or whatever the
2: fuck she was saying. Yeah. Like yeah, and earlier in this episode she's like, oh. Don't listen to people saying that you're bloated or something. Like she's just making yes. like, shit up. And like gaslighting, like I can't What's Kitty's in game? Like I don't remember and I don't know. Like just Yeah, I don't just, know either. Other than
0: just destroying another woman over one of two questionably attractive like Like kitty you can do better
2: yes and it's especially insidious because now she's in the glee club and like this whole like the whole ending song they're just like smiling and happy and like bebopping and doing the choir thing Mm -hmm. and i'm just like you don't deserve to be up there you're horrible i as
1: i watched it like oh it was during um some nights Mm -hmm. like it Mm -hmm. was so funny the way like becca tobin acts like kitty being disgusted with marley while pretending to be her friend and i literally had the thought like i wish that she were trolling marley in some less insidious way
2: yeah Mm -hmm. like
1: it would be funny if she were like pranking marley in a way that wasn't genuinely like psyche destroying
2: Mm -hmm. exactly and
0: body destroying yeah
1: yeah I I would have liked, you know, Kitty being a bitch, but not to the level they took it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. (sighs) Yeah. Yeah, I just, I hated that whole thing of like, (laughs) this is so destructive. And I'm like, I don't know. Does this happen to people? (laughs) Is this
2: real? I don't get it.
0: Yeah. But the song sounded
2: fantastic. (laughs) Yeah, the the song was amazing. So I just I'm gonna choose to ignore the context and just be like, wow, they looked hot, they sang well, the performance Mm -hmm. was great, song is awesome. Because (sighs) the scene right before where Kitty's like, You're not a wallflower, you're a woman fierce, and we're gonna kill this song. Like, that was great. I'm just gonna focus Mm -hmm. on that one line and nothing else. Great. Yeah. (laughs) Because I really like why can't you just mean that? Yeah, like where's this going? What does it mean? What's the purpose? I guess it's still her sabotaging the glee club. I guess that's all it is. Like for yeah. on behalf of Sue. Like that's just it. Mm-hmm.
0: She's going to sabotage the glee club one person at a one long just game at a one time. One person exactly. <laughs> going to cause ED in one person at a time.
2: I guess the I guess the like writer Jake thing is like sort of Kitty's fault. It's not entirely her fault. She's definitely egging it on though. She's sort egging of. it on, yeah. In the whole blob 2.0 situation. So and Mm -hmm. she certainly doesn't
0: care about either one of them in a realistic fashion definitely not
2: but i did appreciate that marley um at the end like Ryder cancels on her because he has to do extra schooling instead of going on a date with her which i um get and i loved that marley took the initiative to um ask jake out instead yeah she did because she owes neither of them anything and uh she doesn't have to commit to either and she can just have fun and um Get to know them both. Yeah. That's exactly how it should be. So. Of course, they're not going to take it that way. Of course not. But, you know, for one small moment of girl power, (laughs) I was like, yeah, queen.
1: Yeah. I I was also happy for Jake in that moment because I had positive feelings toward him after he defended Marley's mom. Yes. Yes. Like, that was nice to see. I wish that they showed more of that considering most of the glee club didn't seem to have a problem with her being made fun of. Yes. But.
0: The rest Still. of the Glee Club really kind of sucks in comparison. Yeah. Or, or, well, when it comes to like defending people. Yeah. yeah.
2: And because I, they do come to defend Puck, who got made fun of for not making fun of Marley's mom. But where were they <laughs> when Marley's mom was getting made fun of? Yes.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And that's just Glee continuing the trend they set when Kurt was being bullied and no one really uh-huh. cared that much.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Until it became like a a problem of convenience like he was gonna leave the glee club and go to dalton
2: and then they were like oh no Mm
0: -hmm. yeah you know finn announcing that blaine is gonna finish out his senior year at dalton and suddenly someone's like oh is blaine sad (laughs) that yeah that's
2: very true yeah does he seem
0: upset to anyone (laughs) i wonder why (laughs)
1: I did have to laugh at Brittany being like, I can't smell raspberry right. hair gel.
0: <laughs> that was funny. That was- <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: It was funny, and but it did also mean that every single fic after this included oh my God. Uh, raspberry hair gel.
1: Specifically the only brand of raspberry hair gel that existed.
0: Yes. Yep. So
1: I remember people very specifically writing out the full name. Mm-hmm. of what he was using because someone was like i found it and there were no other options
0: yes i i do appreciate the research and dedication that goes into fanfic writing however to go find the one yes hair gel that smells of raspberries and um i don't even know that phd students
2: do that so good for us <laughs> <laughs> a fandom just dedicated fandom person could take on a phd researcher any day any day I fully agree with that. <laughs> and sometimes fandom are PhD researchers. Exactly. Sometimes they're
0: doing both. And those people are heroes. Yes. Yeah. Always finish your dissertations first, friends. <laughs> they're costing you a lot of money. Um, yeah, so um, that is where we are with this episode, is that they still need to, I don't know, pick a fucking song for sectionals. Yeah. I don't actually think they did that.
2: At the end of this episode um, No, but you know I did love the performance Of um, Some Nights
0: Some nights I stay up Cashing
2: in my bad luck Some nights I call it a draw
0: Some nights I wish That my
2: lips could build a
0: castle Some nights I wish They'd just fall off But I
1: still wake up I still see a ghost Oh Lord,
2: I don't know anymore. for a lot of oh, reasons number amazing. one yes. i think their their costumes were a throwback to like season one mm-hmm. don't stop believing huh like it was like the red yeah, tops the red, the, like mm-hmm. the black jeans um which i thought was really cool because it really was um for better or worse kind of like the moment of the glee club coming together under finn yeah determined yeah. to win something and not just fuck Mm -hmm. around um so yeah i really liked that kind of throwback wardrobe department always holding it down yep question and i don't know
0: that there is a right answer to this or a wrong answer do you think and mm, okay this is also that i don't actually know what goes on in the sound mixing i don't know who the backup singers the background singers like I don't I don't really know what goes into the full production of the recorded glee music, right? Like mm-hmm. I don't know who's in the sound booth, I don't know how the levels work, I don't know the mixing. Do you like the group numbers, the sound of the group numbers better in seasons four and five than the previous seasons?
2: I think I do. Yeah. I, think I they, do. They finally yeah. figured out how to make it not sound like kids bop. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, I think they do a really good job some people are in the front and some people are in the back and then it kind of shifts in a nice way
0: Mm -hmm. because like these group numbers I don't know if it's the the voices that they now have in the mix if it's that I don't know but it's they're really gelling for me as a collection of voices and that does mean some people are missing but but i also don't know if like you know so who's who's missing in this episode like rachel and and kurt and all those people are missing but that doesn't mean that they're not in the recording of the song do you know what i mean like yeah they may still be in the group number that's what i don't know um that's yeah so I've never actually been. In, I've I've never looked enough into who is actually on each track of a song.
1: I wish I told you because I listen oh. on Spotify, which yeah, um, I have like a playlist of the Glee songs I like, and I was gonna say "Some Nights" is actually on it. Um, it's one of the ones I listen to more often.
0: Yeah, I love it.
1: But yeah, often like I wish that it said more than just Glee cast.
0: Hmm. Me too. So. And I'm sure, I'm sure the powers behind Glee are not going to be like, let me tell you exactly which cast members are and are not appearing on each song, because exactly. um, like you can hear, Blaine has a solo, Jake has a solo, writer, etc. But when they mesh, I don't know, is it the entire cast? Is it only the ones who appear on screen? I don't know. Hmm. Um, but that is all to say that I like. The way they sound in seasons four, or five, et cetera, more than I did later I think, or earlier.
2: I think they also do better at picking songs that lend themselves more to a choir mm-hmm. sound as well. Like some nights the original song is produced in a way that it sounds mm-hmm. like a choir singing for most of it anyways. Right. And it's very like the background music is very dynamic. Um and I think it just lends itself better to choir. And then they'll yeah. pick other songs where I'm like that should have never like it just mm-hmm. the production and the music in the it just doesn't sound good sung by a choir. Um what just popped into my head the one where Blaine does a solo um where they do fly at the um it's fly slash I believe I can fly like just such a oh ridiculous, yeah like, yeah. Like, yeah this was never gonna sound good sung by a choir yeah. um so I think that also mm-hmm. plays into it for me like I think the certain group numbers that I like the most either they take that choir sound out of it and they don't sing in unison very much or the song lends itself better to choir singing throughout and I think this is the latter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, the ones where they're almost basically singing at acapella, I think is the best where like people do different sounds instead of just mm-hmm. singing the words together. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cause I think that's what really changed is like in the first seasons, they're just singing the words together as a choir. Whereas in these seasons, they're singing like the musical sounds mm-hmm. background more. Yeah. Yep. Actually so putting less- in the kids boppy kids bop which is like most Gosh. choir singing like when I was in show choir we never imitated the sound of the music we were just all singing the words together but there's something mm. about a recording of it that is different
0: sure right with all the production behind Yeah, it
2: recording as well. a choir and like recording the individual voices and then trying to put them together I think doesn't sound as good as like recording like ambient noise of a choir because like that's mm. how you're supposed to hear a choir sing is like be in the room and hear all the voices blend, mm-hmm. not hear 40 individual voices all overlapping each other. Right, yeah. right. So, yep. But I think you're right. I think production really figured it out this season.
0: I mean, congrats to them. I yeah. love it. it sounds it's- great. That's. I think that's why I listen to the the later music more often than I do the the earlier music. Just if I'm totally if I'm gonna hit up, I was gonna say Spotify, but I don't know if we're allowed to say that right now. Um, If I'm going to hit up a playlist, it's going to be season, it's most likely going to be season four and later, you Mm -hmm. know, to, to jam out
2: yeah um so. i also was like i loved on some nights i feel like they really tried to connect it to the plot like different characters mm-hmm. got different lines that kind of coordinated with what they were feeling yeah. in the episode and um and tina got a little like park and bark moment i was like yes queen she did. She, she did. finally i know yes. jenna Oshkowitz never gets her flowers she
0: doesn't which uh, they call out a couple times Multiple in these la- last time. episodes mm-hmm. <laughs> and yet <laughs> and yet they still do it <laughs> every time <laughs> they still fucking do it that's not learning glee that's just calling it out um, cool any any final oh well the final comment is that um Blaine and Sam do return to Dalton and yes. steal back the the beloved trophy from the warblers yes. And present it and back. They do to so, so and sweet. present it back. Um, they do so as Nightbird, and the what is it? What is his name? The, the blonde chameleon. The yes, the blonde yeah. chameleon. And the fucking show does splash up on the screen in comic book font, <laughs> blam and slain, and I hate it with most fibers of my being. Because I don't need the TV show to incorporate fandom into it. Even though you they do, do it
2: all the need... time, they do. The Finchel do not... definitely was in the I show. Know. Now blank, I know. And you...
0: then plain later, yeah. yeah. You don't need to put the ship name into the ship. We
2: did it for you. We're good. Thank you.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah. we gave that
2: to you. You don't need to use it. It felt like them workshopping, like which one fandom would like better. Just, I need to both and see which one you guys pick up. Yeah. And we'll this we'll tell name, you which
0: fit name we want to use.
1: I oh, want to specifically talk about the lighthouse scene. Yes. <laughs> because we, mm. we covered like the conversation that flashback happened in, but not the flashback itself. Mm. The mm-hmm. self-awareness of, is it because I don't look at all like my profile picture <laughs> is again, Blee being funny in the
2: good way. <laughs> yes. That was hilarious. <laughs> yes.
0: I just don't think it's fair that they put a, a line like that in a scene so traumatic. I
2: know. No, that's true. That's true. You're not wrong. I was very traumatized yeah. at the time. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, I feel like there were a lot of choices that went into that scene. Like one, like we talk about that you can't see his face, of the actor
1: yeah.
0: um never has to yeah. face the fandom. Here? Yes. Yeah. Um they really down his
2: identity. Yeah.
0: yeah. They they never the choice of having Blaine put a shirt back on, but not his pants. Like, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like what yeah. they always left open. Like, what did you do? Like how far, what are we talking about? Like, there was always a chance to be like, well, they only did handsies. They only did blowies. They only mm-hmm. did like, there was always, yeah, they always left it for the fans to get mad at each other about, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. which was always what Glee was very good at <laughs> because us Blaine stands were always yeah. going to say he didn't do it. <laughs>
1: yeah,
0: and then they had to show the scene
1: mm-hmm. they were so like oh that- you don't believe us mm-hmm. exactly
0: Exactly. and I just think that that's mean
2: oh, there's really Wesley just not- dying for food He's they really don't
1: credit Eli- oh wait there's all cast and crew I'm looking I don't remember who played Eli
0: that man he moved to another country and was like I can't do mm-hmm. this he probably only agreed like
2: knowing his face would be blurred out Probably he was like, "I'm not jumping into that pool." Like he's Both really Chris and Darren for- were like, "You don't want this."
1: <laughs> I mean, Mister French tourist gets credit, uh, <laughs> but uh, but there is no my god, the
2: French tourist. I'm the- telling you, they 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 hid his identity. I remember there's people speculating.
1: Pod- yeah, there's one. There's one credit as a random guy. Mm. I wonder okay. if that's. But he hasn't done much, so there's no pictures of him on here.
0: Hmm. And he won't be able to match his face. Yeah. That's right. because you don't see it. True. Do you think that guy just ever walks around with a sweatshirt with a lighthouse on it? Just for giggles for his <laughs> I own? Mean, I would. <laughs> you know, just to be like, hey, it was me and you'll never know.
1: Oh, Ian Gilligan, a.k.a. C. Okay, well, someone did figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> uh, because Ian Gilligan. Yeah, okay. That's him.
0: I mean, uh, should you out him like this?
1: <laughs> humbler user Cardi Lisbeth in 2012 already did the work. Wow.
0: Oh, Ian Gilligan as Google. random guy.
1: Yeah. Shout out they to Tim Apparently, he tweeted hanging out with the cool folks on the set of Glee.
2: My favorite part is that they poked each other. Like, that was so fucking dumb. Wow.
1: <laughs> also, dated. Like, they were not thinking ahead with that.
2: No. Even for that, yeah, even for that time, that was pretty dated. Yeah.
1: But yeah besides the eli scene i think that's all the notes i had besides i did i did really like in some nights britney kissing blaine on the cheek
2: yes
0: I love that, that. was that cute was really cute that yeah that whole scene was cute with painting yeah. over the graffiti which was completely random and unnecessary
2: but it was a fun scene it was like symbolizing like, them being heroes i guess but mm-hmm. yeah it's
0: like
1: they just like spun a random wheel and we're like, "Okay, what are we going to have them do?" Oh, it landed
2: on painting graffiti. Yeah, there was like a like a food and clothing drive too, yeah. They're like they're doing community service. Mhm. Which they uh, never do again, but you know, they got it out of their system. <laughs> I know the poor the 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 oh, what is it called, the superhero club, whatever. Like disbands after this episode, huh? Apparently. That's sad.
0: Yeah. The worst superhero club ever to exist um favorite favorite songs
1: i i'm so torn between some nights and dark side but i think dark side wins just for the warbler of it all
0: Hmm. yep i'm hit i'm hitting dark side for the warblers um
1: some nights is very close though i just really like that that whole sound of it
2: yeah i'm gonna go hold now for a hero And then some nights. Not that I disliked Darkseid. Just not my fave. Well, it was really great to have you on the podcast. And, um, <laughs> is it like I have to choose the Warbler <laughs> song or I'm excommunicated? I'm just not say saying it it's mind. not that. <laughs> oh, well.
1: <laughs> it's okay. You can redeem yourself as long as you like the correct song in the next episode. Oh,
2: okay. <laughs> I'm nervous now. <laughs> <laughs> oh wait, is next episode Regionals? Oh, okay, we already know. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Can't wait. Okay, I um, <laughs> uh, when I was on Glee of the week, I told them Whistle was my favorite Warbler song, and they were like, "What oh, the fuck?" And I was like, mm, "You can be wrong; it's fine."
1: Yeah, it's the best one. How does someone have an opinion so wrong? No,
2: I mean, if it's you can argue best. the original Teenage Dream is also the best, okay, fine, I will. That's the only argument I'll entertain.
1: That transcends Warbler song into like hurt and blaine exactly and,
0: yeah um, yeah so. mm-hmm. the original teenage dream is its own show yes all right um was kevin was kevin in the show kevin um, the kevin well, McScale? He, we
2: didn't do favorite it, line he,
0: he has his oh a favorite line he's, oh yeah
1: um <laughs> i think hunter Clarendon <laughs> with his i'm <laughs> captain the warblers and i'm not even remotely by curious is my That's favorite line good yeah yeah
2: that's a good one um my favorite was when finn tastes coffee he was like oh god (laughs) that what coffee (laughs) tastes like that was a good scene because i remember feeling the same when i first had it um and then special shout out to lee being self-aware when they tell finn that his foreigner idea is worse than funk and worse than night of neglect Mm -hmm. that was
1: good again how did this episode have so many funny lines it
2: did i and (laughs) this episode could have been such a filler episode like the the superhero the superhero thing is such a one-off
0: thing but it Mm -hmm. wasn't
2: it really like was very narratively important for the whole season which i really enjoyed Mm -hmm. yep i agree and it was funny we
0: should
1: (laughs) we should really just name this episode of the podcast hey we liked this one
0: (laughs) (laughs) feeling it we could do that yeah I could do that just to get people's attention. Like, hey, we like this one. Yeah, yeah. change of pace. <laughs> I don't know if that, I don't know how that works in the SEO, but like, yeah. Hey, hey guys, we, we liked it. Um, What did I like? I liked, um, I mean, for the hurt, I liked. We were a dynamic duo in here. Kurt was my anchor. Yeah. That one was good, but I cried. Okay. um for the for the lols, i liked nightbird is handling the missing trophy because he sat there in his little burrito cake yes. oh. talking about himself in the third person as a superhero instead of just like yeah. i'm i'm on it it was his alter ego third person um but yes the kevin mcscale
1: so he had his scene introducing not scene. he has line as like
2: what is he not mr Professor y X, yeah but yeah <laughs> dr y that's it dr y yes Yes, and he also had his his was a line about worse than funk, worse than night of neglect, and then oh yeah, I think he had like one or two when they give Finn the gift like the tool belt. I think he had some lines.
1: So he oh, got fun. a little bit of humor in the episode. Yeah, I feel like that counts for something.
2: Like two, okay. two okay. kevins, two, yeah. two out of five kevins, maybe
1: two out of
0: five
2: for I mean, for having some
1: lines
0: does, but not being vital.
1: Give him the credit while we can, because right. seriously, once season five hits, like
0: he gets Yum. almost nothing. So maybe three kevins.
1: Yeah, let's take him three. Okay. The
0: because uh, he the also pain sings. Ooh.
1: Yeah, he sings in one uh, some nights.
0: Oh yes, mm-hmm. oh he does sing in some nights.
1: Okay, the pain decks.
0: This one hurt me.
1: It did. It like that one lighthouse scene mm-hmm. was pretty painful.
0: Yeah.
2: And then, yeah, Blaine's whole thing to both Sam and Finn about Kurt. Yeah. Yeah. Like a six. They don't talk to each other. They're not the A storyline and they don't have a song. Mm. But I guess if we just want to talk about how much it hurt. Yeah. That's like a six. It
1: still hurt. They still made it hurt. Yeah. Should we have a special one episode only sibling <laughs> <laughs>
0: That's no like. <laughs> oh <Yeah>. um no <laughs> i think about that later mm-hmm. it's not that i wanted it for end game it was just a really good mid game
1: yeah. would have been nice i'm
0: not I trying mean, to break up
1: we haven't even gotten to kurt's mid game yet so we still <laughs> have a lot of game complaints to do
0: i just when you think about the time clane spends spends broken up the balance of the relationship doesn't work for the show. And that starts to be my complaint. Is what I'm saying.
1: It's true. It's true.
0: That's all I'm saying. Is that it's not fair. Um, is, that, is that where we're at? Yeah. I think do we have that's... any final uh, caveats, complaints, provisos? Oh, we didn't do a thing that we liked.
1: I, I feel like the whole yeah, we like the episode. episode was a thing we liked. Yeah. I feel like we don't even need that one for this. Yeah, yeah.
2: the humor, the songs, the yeah. moving the plot along. Like, yeah. I'm excited for regionals. Regionals.
1: Thank
2: you. Or sectionals. Damn it. I'm excited for sectionals. <laughs> there you go. See, so you wow. just cut that right out. It's fine. I, I fixed it.
0: <clears throat> you know, it's the same thing. It doesn't really matter.
1: What even are they? They spend the same amount of
0: time. I know.
2: Uh, I know. Yeah. Well, this is. You know, looking to the future, that fucked up season where they end on regionals. Oh yeah. So there's like this. Oh, yeah. They're doing sectionals now in episode eight, and then there's this weird time dilation between episode eight and twenty two. It is weird. It's fucking stupid. But anyways, they're not great at writing. Terrible decisions. All right. Well, this was
0: a this was a good episode. This was fun. Yes. Um. It was. Congratulations to Glee for making a good one. A good, good enough one. A good one. A good one. Um, yeah. yeah. Thank you um, to everyone for listening to this episode. You can support the pod, if you wish, on Patreon at patreon.com slash glee on the rocks. Um, you can follow us on Instagram and the TikTok and Twitter and Vine.
1: Myspace. Check out our Myspace.
0: Myspace. Um you can follow we will us poke on, you on Facebook. <laughs> we'll poke you on Facebook. You can follow us on Wordle. Uh, that, for as long <laughs> as it's free and accessible. I'm sure someone has done a Glee Wordle, right?
1: Oh, I bet. Yeah.
0: And if not, we should get on that. Um, Blame Wordle. Blurdle. <laughs> oh, no. The Blurdle. <laughs> oh, no. Maybe that's the episode title. Blurdle. Um, yeah. So thank you for. Check, uh, checking us out. Please don't. No. Thank you for listening to the episode. Um, And I guess we'll see you for sectionals at the next episode. And that is what you missed on Glee! You've been listening to Glee on the Rocks, a podcast by OTR Productions. A huge thank you to our sound editor, Adriana, and our podcasts who secretly run the show. For more episodes, download us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, or wherever you get your podcasts. Follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Podchaser, and more, at Glee on the Rocks. If you'd like to support the podcast, you can subscribe to our Patreon account at patreon.com slash Glee on the Rocks. Subscribers get ad-free episodes, exclusive mini-episodes deep-diving into the fandom, salty opinions, and so much more. So until next time, that's what you miss on Glee.